0: Take it off and add some more. Welcome to my podcast series, Thoughts, Conversations and To-Do List. This is me, Fiona Ross, and I'm doing a very special episode. I'm in Paris, which is fabulous, uh, but I'm also in Paris with someone I think I've mentioned on my podcast before, because <laughs> she is my hero, which is the fantastic Maxine Gordon. Maxine, thank you for joining me. Well, I, I
1: think this might be my first podcast. Is
0: it? Oh, I love well, that. I, I do believe it
1: is, and I'm honoured to be on the Fiona Ross. Podcast because I want to be her when I grow up. Oh,
0: no! <laughs> Cause I want because, to be you when I grow up. Well,
1: okay, we want to be each other because Fiona is an example of a person where you send a text <laughs> saying, Oh, first she said, Oh, when will you be in Paris? Can you come to London? And I said, oh, I only have two months in Paris, but I'm going to Dee Dee Bridgewater's concert at the Olympia on July 1st. And within five minutes, she writes back, she said, I'll be there. Yes. So for those of you who don't know her, this is how you want to live your life. Because even if you want to hear Dee, Dee Bridgewater, you get on the Eurostar. Uh,
0: and come to Paris. Uh, well yeah and I have to say because, and is it, I think we first met five years, I want to say four or five years ago and I first met you in Paris. Yes at Café des Arts. Yes mm-hmm. and you had your um, amazing uh, sophisticated uh, Giants book uh, about the fabulous Dexter which uh, I'm sure listeners are fully aware of. <laughs> um, but I was interviewing, I, was, I came to interview you and I remember that um, I wanted to interview you, and you were... Oh, well, I'm in Paris. And I was like, I'll come to Paris. I'm yes. like, I'll come to Paris to um, to interview you. And we met in this gorgeous cafe. Uh, and I think we sat there for... about three hours or something. I and think I had lunch the, to dinner. Yeah, yeah, the most wonderful... Com- and, and I've literally been addicted to you ever since then.
1: Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear.
0: In the best possible then, way. <laughs> then did you come
1: back when I had a book talk, or was that the same trip? Uh,
0: well, what I've now... Because... Ever since I met you, I try and come and see you in yes. Paris every year, you know, whenever I possibly can. Because, yes, you did a talk. I think it was the following year. Um, with you came back. I came back for With that. Jake Lamar. That's, oh, Jake Lamar. Now his book is in English. Oh, oh is oh,
1: it? It's called... Um, Go, go go. Sorry, podcast. <laughs> it's, it's
0: right there. I can't. Well, because we're trapped. To part, okay, I'm Okay, we're going to have to move together.
1: Okay. Okay, because I really me. want your listener to read so, his book, Vipers' Dream. Okay.
0: So, listeners, as you can tell, because we're actually we are in Mar- uh, Maxine's fantastic uh, Paris apartment uh, with two portable mics attached to us to try and uh, get a good quality uh, for this. So Viper Street yeah, Jake Lamar, um and for anyone who doesn't know Jake Lamar, he's an incredible writer. And yes, it was because of you that I met Jake. We at had to talk. talk. And the yes. other
1: person there was Vincent Bessier, who I asked you if you'd met. Yes. Who's the curator of this Basquiat exhibit that's happening now in Paris, I don't think it's coming to London. But um, they were both there when we had the book talk. And Jake's book, this book of uh, Viper Stream, is now in English Fantastic. and it has been in French
0: for years. Because he lives in Paris, he still lives he still in Paris. Still isn't lives isn't in he, Paris yeah, yes.
1: And uh, but went, he's American. He's American and went to Harvard and wrote my. He always writes references when I apply for things, and I had applied for a fellowship. At Radcliffe at Harvard, and he wrote the reference letter, and he said, oh, you'll get that. And then I totally forgot I applied, but I did get it, (laughs) thanks to him. So I, um, 10 months, I lived in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and was a Radcliffe fellow, and then came to Paris from... After ten days in New York, that sounds
0: crazy. Absolutely crazy. And how Nice to be here. And you come to Paris every year, and I think we were saying last night—is it about
1: ten years? You think you've been Uh, coming? um, Ten years in this apartment, I think. Okay. Before that, I came, and I I rented, you know, hotel or Airbnb until my girlfriend found this place. She went to the cafe first on the corner and she met the woman who owns the apartment. She said she'll take it <laughs>
0: and then she sent me a message saying, I'm rent- you're renting the apartment is perfect okay and and for people it's got and I I know listeners can't see it but it's it's perfect and and what I love about today is that having uh, been coming to see um, Maxine for a few years I kind of visualize what Maxine's like I imagine kind of books and papers (laughs) Uh, I just have this visual and and now it's it's real (laughs) and I've got you know and I'm sitting in Maxine's apartment which is gorgeous but there are there's Dexter Gordon pictures, there's amazing books and artwork, it is exactly perfect. The um, What's funny about um, being here is uh, this
1: friend of mine said, well you know you're in a good location, why don't you just have a party and invite everybody you know, I said well there's no place to sit because <laughs> yes. I use the couch you know as, uh, for my reference work and then the dining room table is my desk and so, it's not exactly set up. For it's a set party, up for you, which is exactly how it should
0: be. And thank you. <laughs> but for people who don't know you, what it, why, why do you come to Paris? Why do you come to Paris every year?
1: Oh, because I want to be James Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, I have a very good friend who we're the same age, and she um, went to Hunter College, and she, in junior year abroad, I don't know if they still have that, but in, we used to have that. <laughs> I think I still have study abroad, mm. but anyway. She studied French, and she came in her junior year and never left. Uh. So she married a Frenchman, and she has children and grandchildren, and she's French. Okay. okay. She's from Harlem, and she uh, wrote a book uh, about her father. And Anyway, she's just a fabulous, accomplished person. Mm. Um, so on James Baldwin's birthday, we... We go together to Cafe de Flore, and we, the first year we did it, I think it was her idea. She said, We'll read something from his writing mm. that inspired us. And mm. We'll meet where he sat on the second floor of Cafe de Flore. He wrote Go Tell It on the Mount. Yes. And so, we, that first year we met there, and we brought the same passage from the same essay. Really? I love that. Which is called um, Not Black in the Country. Um, stranger in the village okay it's an essay about when he went to a village in switzerland they'd never seen any black people before mm-hmm. and so um anyway there's something here where if you say someone says oh what are you doing and you say oh i'm writing a book they say oh how wonderful mm-hmm. and then they could say oh what are you reading and you could have a conversation yeah now not be negative about the US. Of
0: course as if
1: nobody ever asked you what kind of car do you have? No. Which is something they ask <laughs> you in the States, do you have a car? I do. Or where did you go to college mm. or what what do you do for a living? Yeah. Nobody has ever asked me that. Mm. They they just say, yeah. you know, where they do say, where are you from? Because I try to speak French, but I haven't. But you, do, you do fairly well. You're quite fluent in French, though. So. Well, I, I je peux manger en français. Mm. That means I can eat in French. Yes. <laughs> and I can be, you know, talk to the merchants and the people in the cafes and everything. Mm. But if. Uh, Dee Bridgewater is fluent.
0: Well, and she lived here for quite a few years. She lived
1: here and she learned the language and what a beautiful accent. And Mm. nobody would ever think. And what about the gown?
0: Oh, well, yes. And, and um, we, we, we so, so we, yeah to
1: find out who
0: made that case. Yes, so last night, Didi, I mean, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal concert. Right. I mean, it was... And in fact, there was a, there was a song she did, a sashmo, And, and for those of you that are listening, I'm sure you're aware of how incredible Dee Dee's scatting and kind of vocal improvisation is. But... Oh, I have never heard or seen anything like it. Last night she did a Satchmo right. improvisation and she, she literally sounded just like it. Right. Like like but actually also sounded like
1: it him. was because she was doing this tribute to Ella Fitzgerald. Mm. And when people other artists have attempted to do tributes mm. to it's a it can Ella be a dangerous Sarah. game it can be painful because yeah. they try to imitate somebody mm. that you couldn't possibly yes. ever yes. in life imitate. Yeah. But she goes deeper into the, like the essence of the meaning mm. and even to do explain to the people. We don't know how many of those people, many of them were young, yeah. have a clue about the history of Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. So she taught them about Chick Webb, mm. which Ella was a teenager when she was in Chick Wave's band, he died, she became the band leader. Mm-hmm. And the story about the song uh, Atiskit Ataskit. Yes. If she wanted to do it, and he was like, "Oh no, that's a stupid song." Nobody yeah. Once that, and she said, "Oh, you know, I think people will like it." And he was like, "Well, okay." And it was her first huge Big hit. It's in it? a movie. You ever seen yes. the clip? I've seen that clip.
0: Yes. So great. It's right? beautiful. And the way she does it, and she's mm. so charming. You know,
1: she's that so energy. adorable. She's,
0: yes, she's got that gorgeous, beautiful energy. She always right? seems happy. Like she right? always has this kind of everything's fine, kind of, I'm just right? in love with and, the world. And, you know,
1: in, in when they write her biography or people talk about her, they always try to focus on the negative, mm. which a black woman born in, what year was she I born? Mean, She'd be 20... Something like that, 20, I think, yeah. Like Dexter's born 23. Anyway, mm. early. Yes. Okay, to yes. be a black woman artist yes. in the United States. Yes. Okay, we know that's not a pretty picture. Mm. And her personal... Uh, History, but you know, when I saw her for years, we used to go see her. I thought, whatever it was that she went through is like her music is like way outweighs that because she's amidst
0: so much joy and so much beauty. And there is no other artist. And when we talk about Ella being kind of a legend, which of uh-huh. course she is, but for me, I mean, obviously the vocal ability, she's an, technically she's an amazing vocalist, but it's that, it's that joy. I don't think I know any other vocalist, right. present or, or past, and when that I was, amidst that, that joy right? that she has.
1: And when I was at, um, up there in Cambridge, I met a woman, we had lunch, who It's coming out. Her name is Judith Tick. Um, oh, maybe you'll interview her. Mm. She's a musicologist. I think she just retired from Northeastern or uh, one of the colleges in many <laughs> in Boston and Cambridge. And she wrote a biography mm, and she took okay. years, but it's she 's a musicologist, uh, so I said, "Oh, Ella had a photographic memory, right mm. because they always said once she heard the lyrics or or heard a song, it was there forever, yeah, so okay. she, she never forgot. you she didn't have to like write down to be to remember anything wow. So um he she said no she had a phonographic memory. Oh. She not only remembered the lyrics and the tune, she remembered the arrangement. She oh. remembered how Okay. It should sound, or oh, it's phonographic. It's like she said, it's bigger than mm. than uh, a photographer. Oh no, she was incredible, right? So she, I'm very interested to read her book.
0: Yes, yeah. no, very
1: much so. As a college. yeah, well, and her. I
0: think that's one of the things that um, many things I love about Dee, Dee But what we saw last night is that kind of um, paying tribute. To kind of Ella's music, but then it's still Deezy Bridgewater. Yes, you know she's absolutely manages to put right. her own thing in that. And I say that Satchmo thing. I'm sorry, honestly that I can't. I think we were talking. I was like, I have no words. <laughs> I, I actually don't know how to describe that. But it was such an amazing, night. Such the,
1: an amazing uh, night. Have you ever seen the album cover of Ella and Louis Armstrong where he's wearing these white socks? <gasps> yes. And yes. she's sitting there, and they're just wearing like regular clothes <laughs> on the train. Yes. I love that yes. photo. Yeah. That photo. I I was tell I'm I often oh I always say I owe everything to Ricky Riccardi. he's mm. the oh, director yes. of he
0: the knows
1: every no, and <laughs> he he's, he has photographic memory right not he's one of those people if I said well you know do you know because I'm doing this research on am Velma Middleton where what where were they. The before they went to uh, Africa in October 1960. And then within mi- moments, he'll he send did. you flowers wow. and dates and the day of the week. And then he'll find a recording and because he knows... That archive, which oh. is vast, it's the largest um, oh, he's incredible. collection of any jazz artist. Yeah, and he's anywhere. written
0: well several incredible books, actually. Um, yes, he's yeah. Working on the third one. Is it third one? Is yeah. well? Wow. Okay. Have you met him? You haven't met him uh, yet. No, I'm I'm friends with him on Facebook. Oh, good. Uh, so I think we've kind of uh, chatted a bit, but kind of nothing significant. Well, he and
1: I, he he has found a way. <laughs> He's such a great guy <laughs> to have me invited to New Orleans every August. Because you go every back. August, well, don't because you? Because of him. Because uh, you yeah. know, I went. They did invite me years ago oh, with the Dexter book came mm. um, to talk about Dexter and Louis Armstrong. And then I thought, well, I just I want to go back here every yeah. year. And so then he and I, because he goes back and he's shows film and video and Mm. he I mean there's so much material that he could go on forever and so we found some material we could do together and then I did something on the Velma Middleton when I you know started working on research on her because she was 20 years of Louis Armstrong and this year we're going to do her last tour which is to Africa which is what I you see the Mess on my desk, that's what I'm working on now, this map of oh, the tour. Because okay. they went to uh, 21 countries. 21? In, in 1960. Really? Okay. None of those countries have the same name now.
0: Oh, none of so
1: them. So there's uh, Zimbabwe, was more than one country, and Northern of Rhodesia, and, yeah. the, and the Congo, you know, and yes, so they, I'm trying to. Um, put it historically correct, in 1960, mm. which uh, turned into um, one of those research projects. I, cannot, well, I, that, I can only imagine, uh, but that
0: brings us beautifully, because <laughs> I will have you back on when the book is out, but Thank obviously you. we have, because uh, we can talk about the book, but you have got a new book coming out. Do we know when it's going to be out yet?
1: Uh, no, do we know when it's going to be finished? Yeah, okay, no. Soon. <laughs> Soon, because I did say I was going to... Finish at Radcliffe, but I took a turn, or the book took its own Mm. turn away from the proposal that I got the contract. The contracts with uh, Howard University, Columbia University, a joint new publisher called African Diaspora Past, Present, Future. Okay. And very nice. Mm. And and it's linked to Howard University, where Dexter's father went. And so we're very fond of howard university and um i like the editor and i thought that i had written parts of it and that i could finish mm. at radcliffe but no okay because it uh when you when people who, who are writing books <laughs> yes know this that then they begin to write themselves and you think you're going in, what in a certain path and the And the proposal was very organized into these segments. Yeah, and and then when I looked to you know try to complete it, it didn't want to go that way. Okay. And the girls, there's four. We can't call them girls. uh, It's called quartet, and it's about four women. Jazz musicians and their vo- I want their voices to speak. Yes. So now they're speaking to me. Okay. And they're saying, "Oh no, that's so bad." <laughs> are and, they really? Uh, so <laughs> I am focusing on this tour. Her la- her final tour. She died at forty-four. Well, we on should the say road. the four women. The
0: four women's at uh, the four oh, women. Yes. So the four women are Shirley Scotts, yeah. Melba Liston. Velma Middleton, and Maxine Sullivan. Very good. Thank you so much. That's okay. Which we've already (laughs) celebrated the book
1: before I even wrote (gasps) it in in London, remember? Oh, yes. Because Fiona's a genius at Uh, producing events.
0: Well, for those of you listening, and some of you listening will remember, um, last year, yes, it was almost exactly a year ago, I think, we held a, um, a fantastic event celebrating... Uh, the life and work and ongoing uh, uh, work of, um, of Maxine. So we had, um, it was split into two halves. So the first half was celebrating uh, Dexter mm-hmm. uh, and your book about Dexter. And then the second half, as you say, it was like a preview, if you like, uh-huh. of music of these four women. So great. Uh, which so is amazing. So when the book comes out, we'll do that. Do that again. Uh, we'll, mm. we'll, we'll do the
1: concert with the, such great musicians. Oh, amazing. That musicians. you had, yeah. right? Yeah. And... Um, Amazing, and especially uh, the trombone player and the singer, what's her
0: name? Uh, we had, oh, um, Rowe. Uh, or uh, um, Velma Rowe, <laughs> yes. or so, road, yeah. Great. Yes. So, yeah,
1: we can start thinking.
0: Mm. So when you ask
1: me when to out, well, that would depend on the publisher okay. and all that, but... I, You know, I did tell the editor that I need an extension. He said, that's not unusual, <laughs> and that I have this idea about adding maps. And, you know, yeah. that means either the map would have to be like the whole page sideways mm. or go over two pages, which is a little okay, bumpy, yeah. I don't know. And I want to do this project called Jazz Geography, where I have maps. And show, instead of listing an itinerary, oh, date and location, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. I mean, unless you know a map of the world, which yeah. I had no idea. Mm. Once, and then I went to the map division at Harvard. That was very good to be up there. Okay. Because they have a library. I love looking at Unbelievable, maps. Unbelievable, like, mm, they everything. Yeah. And they have a map division. And one of the other fellows said, oh, you know, I... You have a contact there, you should talk. And the guy was, loved my idea. I bet. So, which I'm not sure what exactly. It is. <laughs> is. It's, it's such a good idea that I don't know no, what, what it the is. idea is. Did you ever have one of those? Oh, all the time. Oh, good. So, um, but a mapping, uh, chance geography, I call it. And I'm mapping. So there's that tour because I mean she's on tour. She's 20 years with him, mm-hmm. and then she sings a concert, has a stroke, and dies, mm-hmm. and is dead in Sierra Leone, West mm-hmm. Africa. You know. Yeah. So okay. So I wanted to have that, and mm-hmm. then this. There's a photo on the wall. That's a very famous, and that's Melbourne with Dizzy Gillespie, mm-hmm. and they're in Pakistan, Karachi, and it's a like the classic photo with the, co- there's a cobra in it. It's a beautiful photo, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, been a famous, for years, you know, and, and Melba looks so pretty and everything. Yeah. Publicity shot. But what I did find in my research was the itinerary of that tour, oh. which is called Middle East Tour, but of course it wasn't all Middle East. Middle East, Middle yeah. East was a term coined by the U.S. government where there was oil. Uh-huh. So it was a State Department tour, so there's like this political okay. aspect. But they always said that Dizzy's wife, Lucille, Lorraine. Is that Lorraine? Lorraine. Lorraine. And Lucille is Louis Armstrong's Lorraine came on the tour, uh-huh. but other than her, that Melba was, you know, that among this old band of men, mm. you know, was with the band. And then you see this woman who looks like a girl, right? Yeah, who is that? Well, she's a singer in the band, Dottie Salter, S A U L T E And I'm like, well, there's another woman in the group. Yeah, no one's mentioned her. Who is she? And what's her history? And so now... Of course, I'm trying to research Dottie Salter, which she, you talk. I'm I'm saying that, that Melba and, and the four women I'm writing about have been overlooked. Mm. Well, <laughs> when you talk about overlooked, I mean she's like totally. Yeah. They don't even mention her name. No. No.
0: And they, this is, and we, they don't
1: even yeah. say. I mean, they will say, "Oh, and Melba, listened, there was a woman trombone player." You know. Yeah. They, they mention Melba, who wrote the arrangements, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um Ooh.
0: But they don't even mention it. And, so this, and that... this is what's wonderful about uh, all of the work you do, but I know you're really passionate about those unsung musicians, right. whether that's men or women. Yes. And yes. I know, <clears throat> excuse me, like credits, I remember with uh, the, the Dexter book... Um, That you were very particular about making sure that if there's a a, a kind of a full band picture, if you like, that you list every single musician on there. Because there's so many amazing jazz books, actually, where it won't tell you. It might tell you the lead player. Or they say unidentified. Unidentified. Well, uh,
1: try a little harder. Yeah. It's like, well, can we identify them? And then they do have relatives. Yeah. And put them in the index so people can look them up and you know, or they would. people would write to me and they were like, oh, thank you so much because my grandfather played, you know, and we never saw, you know, anything Mm. about him. And, you know, and Dexter did not like that. No, I bet. You know, when Mm. they wouldn't mention. And that's how I discovered Velma Middleton because I had this photo. I, I was looking to write a chapter about Dexter with Louis Armstrong. So that's how I met Ricky Riccardi and I sent him an email saying, do you have any research on 1944 with Dexter Gordon mm-hmm. played with Louis Armstrong? He was like, we don't have any photos of Dexter listed in the archives. Before everything was digitized, okay. and, and they know everything now. They spent a fortune. They got a big grant to digitize mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. spent years. So now you can go online. Yeah. But at the time, when I first started, he said, no, you know, <clears throat> I said, well, could I come there and see everything 1944? And he pulled out what he had from me. And said they played on Army bases. Okay. And then right away I said, oh, well, <laughs> we, I recognized Dexter, and he has big feet, and he sat on the end. And I mean, <laughs> oh, nobody looked like him. So no. <laughs> We we recognized him, and that was when I said... Well, who's the singer in the white dress? Oh. And he, that was one of these jazz, we call these jazz moments where someone says, you don't know who that is? <laughs> and they, they look at you like, "Yeah, what, why are you even here? Yes. Oh my goodness. And yes. But like, surely that so doesn't
0: happen to you. It totally happens. Really? Because in okay. my head, I imagine, well, no. your knowledge is, is no. huge. No, he
1: told, he was like, What? Really? You know, that's Velma Middleton. And I was like, oh. And then, you know, I thought, oh. And, they, and then when I looked her up, there wasn't much. Yeah. But, of course, there's a lot in the archive there. There's uh, audio tapes of her with him. She read his um, fan mail to him. Oh, and they tell okay. dirty jokes, which I don't know if I can use in the <laughs> book because they're kind of blue and okay. very... They're quite limp. dirty then. They're, they're quite... Um, <laughs> Now, in the new age of uh, gender, okay, they're, okay. they're like, would be not only politically incorrect, they'd be uh, gender incorrect. Okay. I mean, they'd be offensive. Okay. Politically incorrect. Okay. How okay. do you call that? I yeah. know what you mean.
0: So I'd have to have,
1: uh, somebody told me I could use somebody, I'd have to have trigger warning.
0: Oh, really? Do you know about that? Yeah,
1: okay. Goodness. I don't think I... No, I really
0: want to know what, like, <laughs> what it says book. now. No, The yeah.
1: following may be yeah. offensive to okay. some people in terms of gender. or. Wow, okay, interesting.
0: Well, I can't wait to have you once the yes, book is finished. Read, so, so, but, um, so you don't know when it's going to come out. Uh,
1: put, I was thinking, I want, if I don't put it in the book, I have to discuss it with Ricky because he said... It's tricky, like uh, with Louis Armstrong wrote Mm. a pornographic novel. Did he? And they're not allowed to show it. I didn't know that. uh, It's locked up in the archive till, uh, well, we'll be long dead. It's like 100 years after. Wow, I didn't know Uh, that. In the James Baldwin uh, archive, there's letters to friend or lover in, uh, I think, Istanbul that are not open for... Really? His family doesn't want them. uh, Maybe some letters to his brother David also that are locked down till a certain date. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, Dexter's. I didn't do that.
0: No. You know.
1: Okay. But, uh, you know, people Mm. like to be able to control the the image and the uh, legacy sometimes. Because they think
0: it'll make them look uh, less than... But it's so hard when that person's not there to actually say what they want. Cause ultimately, right. I mean, because like, who you are know, we to, to I mean, know what they wanted you know, out or didn't want out? would
1: say like, who cares? Yeah. You know, mm. I mean,
0: yeah. and plus,
1: you know, I would think letters to his brother could be very...
0: Oh, fascinating, But yeah, right. they
1: were very close. Yeah. But it's
0: not for us to no. say. No, okay. And I'm,
1: I've been in many archives since I'm an archivist mm. and I can see that they're controlled mm. by the donor... Right. That they've removed um, things that they thought weren't wouldn't Fit with the image. The re- the wow. image yeah, okay. you know. Yeah. So we don't want that.
0: No, interesting. So um, okay. Well, honestly, I can't wait when the book comes out. So do you think it will be this year? No, not twenty twenty four. Okay, so next year. Okay, this year's almost okay. over. Did you uh, notice? Oh, God, is it really... Where are we? It's July, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes, okay, so we're, so we're thinking next year for the book, so we can oh have yeah, you back on. Okay, oh yeah. oh well, because oh yeah. I know we could chat for hours, but I also know that, that we have... Ha- an appointment. We have another appointment. So my final... Um, I always end my podcast, which is obviously called Thoughts. I think we've had some thoughts and some conversations. Uh, and to-do lists. So to end, what's on your to-do list? It's, how
1: much time do we have <laughs> for my to-do list? I have... A notebook that is my to do <laughs> <to-do> list it's <laughs> a uh, list, list, list. Well So highlights. I have the first one would be my to-do list in Paris. Well, I'm only here till August second. Mm-hmm. So I um want to go to the Philharmonie to the Basquiat Soundtracks exhibit, mm-hmm. Basquiat Music, mm. which is curated by this fabulous Vincent Bessier, that's on my to-do list, so mm-hmm. I'm going there July fourth. Lovely. Um, I want to. I went to the Picasso Museum to the Faith Ringgold. That was on my list. I went to the Ron Lee Museum. That was on my check. Check okay. that off. But what's still on your to-do list? So it's to finish the chapter of the book. That I'm giving the talk on August 2nd in New Orleans. Okay. And that chapter is about the final tour of Elma. Okay. So I'm working on the maps and the historical correct thing and the distances that they traveled because we have itinerary, you know, which is this list. Mm. But, and we know where they went from the list, but when you, they went from like East Africa to West Africa played five concerts, went to South Africa. Uh I mean, they went miles and miles and miles. And so I'm I'm trying to understand how the road, being on the road like that, Mm. which is extreme. Louis Armstrong worked 300 days, traveled 300 days. Um, How that changes a person, what they see, does that change the artist and the... We know it changes the audience. Mm, mm. When they hear him and see her, Mm. you know, that they will never... Those people never forget that. No. They never forgot it. No. We could be sure if, of course, many of them are not living, 1960. Yeah. But there were kids there, Mm. You see them with oh, trumpets. Yeah, so no, yeah, you know, and
0: and how there's loads of photos actually that I've seen of kids with trumpets right. that have been influenced by right. him. Yeah, and how they're, that they're moment adults now mm. is
1: like pivotal moment in their lives. Mm. And when you meet them, how they say, "I'll never forget." And yeah. we know this also from Dexter Gordon. That mm. people be like, "I went." They know what club, what he played. They heard him, you know, that they become these very dedicated Mm. uh, Dexter Gordon Mm. followers, right? And so... I'm trying to understand. We
0: know it changes the audience. How does it change the artist? Yeah. That experience. And will that be available? So, you're doing that at the festival in August. Is that just a face to face thing that won't be online or oh, anything like it. that? Oh, with
1: it? Oh. And then they Fantastic. put it up forever because I went okay. back and saw somewhere I said things that later proved to be. <laughs> Not quite as correct as I thought they were, <laughs> which is something about research and books you read about jazz where yeah. you're like, that's wrong. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure there's some, I'm waiting for people to correct thing dates and things in the Dexter Gordon biography, but okay. um, it can happen. But anyway, my goal right now is okay. to have that chapter and that talk. Okay ready because I return August 2nd and August 4th I go to New Orleans oh gosh okay so you don't have so that it's so that's, that's top of the to to do list, and 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 then I have the mini, you know, shop here and shop there.
0: Well, and also we both on our to do list is to go and speak to the fantastic Denise King. Yes. So um, right now, right now, actually, because <laughs> so. Fiona's going to interview her, and then where will that where will that interview be? Uh, that's I think are we going? Are we meeting in uh, the cafe around the corner? No, but I mean, when will you? Uh, oh, I'll put that in our Women in Jazz Media magazine and in Jazz in Europe as well. actually. Oh, good. Oh good. Yes, because. And in fact, for people listening, this is a classic example uh, of what Maxine, Maxine will mention an artist or a person to me. Uh, and, uh, and they're always amazing <laughs> and inspirational. And I'm like, yes. And, and Maxine will say, have you heard of this person? And, and, and sometimes I haven't. And I'll go, oh, no, and I have a look, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this person yeah, is amazing. Right? In fact, that's how I found out about Camille Thurman. Oh, Because huh. I remember you saying, do you know Camille Thurman? And I was like, oh, no, name rings a bell. And then now I'm, like, her I'm biggest fan. So, so fabulous. Oh, she's yeah. amazing. Fabulous. Yes. So, and um, is a big fan of hers, yes. too. Yes. Oh, you know, goodness, so. yes. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much uh, for joining you. my podcast. It's been fantastic. Thank you to the listeners. Uh, I will post all the links to kind of Maxine's work. Oh, good. And as I say, we will have you, hopefully, we'll have you on again and we can, I'd really love to talk about your book once. Okay. It's, oh, definitely. Um, uh, once that's out, because there's so much we can explore then. Yeah, we can have. Well, yeah. Yeah. So thank <laughs> you so much for being a guest. Uh, thank you, Fiona. And thank you all for, for coming coming listening. To thank you.